So like you can do a cremation where it's like mm-hmm. literally they throw many uh, deceased animals into a cremator. So you get like a little bit of everybody's dog. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Or you can pay extra for a just cremate my dog. So you have only your dog's ashes or well, I feel you... like that would be what I would want Yeah, <laughs> if I was going to do that. I, I think people didn't even know for the longest time that that's the yeah, way I they didn't did know it, that. that it was like multiple. Yeah, for sure. It's like the cheaper option. But like, really, do you want like, you know, like Molly, Fluffy, Spot and like. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to Let's Boop Snoots. I'm Heidi. And I'm Vero. And we have got some depressing stuff to talk about today. Oh, <laughs> it was like box. We had a box of Kleenex. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> and we used it. Yes, we did. So um, we were just going to talk about end of life stuff that happens with dogs. We're not going to be as technical about this. And we also want to put out a spoiler alert because we are going to be um, uh, talking about the movie that Vera and I watched, which is what we're referring to the Kleenex about, A Dog's Purpose. It's a really sad movie, folks. I'm not going to... It's very sad. (laughs) There was a few times where we turned our heads and looked at each other and we were both crying. (laughs) (laughs) Like ugly crying like yes. it's it is a sad Big tears sad film <laughs> so i guess like just to to start out like even so right now i have becky and gibbon and i know very you can probably talk about like when you had wiggum too like we've each had yes. dogs that have passed away and um you know there's been like i i find there's a lot of like dog stuff happening right now like in media and like everything like in all of the you know, in in our world. And I think because dogs are becoming such a massive like market to people. Everybody has a dog. People are becoming dog people. I was talking to a friend who I've happened to talk to in like years and he told me, he's like, Yeah, we have two dogs now. We're like dog people. It's weird. And he was like the biggest germaphobe. And I was like, What? Oh really? Yeah. And now people are home working from home. Yeah. From COVID. And so I think the dog industry is becoming huge. So Recently, like there was a specialist on our local news station who was talking about things to look out for, like with your aging dog. So she was saying like, you know, sometimes dogs get older and sometimes depending on, you know, just like humans, some of us age better than others, (laughs) depending (laughs) on what kind of lifestyle you're living. Yeah. it can happen sooner for some dogs than others. And again, breed specific has uh, certain breeds have certain life expectancies uh, a bit longer than others and, and that sort of thing. But they, you know, they start becoming a bit more hard of hearing. You might get frustrated with them because they're not listening as well, but it's legit because they can't hear you. They can't you. hear you. <laughs> yes. And they sleep more. Yeah, they sleep more. They just they're sleep not... all day. Yep. Not as playful. That kind of stuff. They mope around the house and yeah, um, and slower to get going when they yes. get up. Oh yeah, big time. I can remember with Scraps when we had him, like as he was getting older, jumping into the car to go to the cottage or go for a walk to the dog park and stuff like that. He, I, I remember it was just this one time and same thing. It, it's not like it happens all of a sudden. It just sort of like one day you start to notice that they're having a bit more difficulty with things it's like something Mm -hmm. will sort of happen and then you pay a bit more attention anyways he went to jump into the back of our van and just totally like 
lost his footing and like landed like on his like Ooh. stomach and like ribs and then after that he was like completely freak- freaked out to like jump into the car yeah like, that would do it yep <laughs> yep <laughs> poor guy yeah Wiggum for about like two years before I had to put him down like getting into the car was like becoming yeah. difficult mm-hmm. like it had to be like perfect timing like the right step yep like right before he jumped it was mm-hmm. like hesitant like going forward and then going back and then going forward and then going back and then whoop he was in yeah and then um, it, and getting out too especially yes. in the winter it's like oh. he knew it was maybe slippery yes yep yeah yep. and he slept a lot mm-hmm. and towards the end um he was losing his balance a lot yes they lose their balance they it was lose- like a little shuffle yeah, they lose their perception too, like depth perception and stuff like that. So I can remember Scraps like literally would hang over the water bowl and sometimes like he would dip like his total snout in like and be like, oops, or, or like he would start licking but was like too far away and like, oh no, I know stuff like that, oh, you know, scraps. and, and, and less, less active too, right? Like if you're used to taking your regular walk, like they're getting tired sooner. Yeah. They might want to turn They don't want and- to. They just want to go outside. I can remember we took scraps to the dog park and this was like closer to the end too. And so we get to the dog park and this, and this is one of the not so great things about dog parks is you never know about the types of dogs that you're going to meet and how they're going to interact with each other. Anyways, this dog came up to scraps and this is another thing you notice as they age too, is a change in behavior. There might, they might be a a little less predictable. So this dog comes up to scraps, gives him the old bum sniff, (laughs) scraps turns around. (laughs) sniffs the bum back then this dog wanted to play and scraps was like you know no thanks like i'm an old dude i'll pass and then this dog kept like like sort of stancing at him you know like doing the jump stance like, like come, on, come on come on come on and and scraps gave him like uh the upper lip like snarl as in like oh. like piss off <laughs> i tried not to use it <laughs> Yay, I didn't he gave swear. him the Elvis Sorry. Presley. <laughs> yes, gave him the little the, the lip. And then what, what, I don't know what Scraps said in doggy language, but this dog just pounced on him and they got into a full on on top. And this dog like was literally on top of Scraps and Scraps was facing up trying to like snarl his teeth at him. And this dog was facing down and we were like, Wah! like as owners. And the other guy got his dog off of Scraps and I kid you not, Scraps, like we were at the very beginning of our walk, like we were two minutes into the park. And it's like along, I would say like a couple of kilometers, at least two to three kilometer big loop that you walk around through this wooded area. So we were at the very beginning. And when this happened, and Scraps turned around and went back to the car and sat at the car. Like he was like, screw this. I'm going home. And we were like, no, Scrappy, come, <laughs> come back, on, come mommy. Back. And, and like he wouldn't, and like he was a good listener too, right? And he, and like we were like, Scrappy, come here, come here. And he was like, it was like a straight beeline marched back to the car. Like, nope, done. <laughs> done for the day <laughs> so and I felt so bad for him it's like he was mortified it like showed his age like again this is me yeah. personalizing how I think that like scraps feels but uh, yeah I know Wiggum yeah. for the last I think like three years um, when I had him like he would always be pretty playful at the dog park um, he would mm-hmm. just like do his own thing mm-hmm. like he'd be on the like perimeter and just kind of 
running around and like run towards a dog, but then not quite get to the dog <laughs> and then kind yeah. of turn around and be like, man, no, I don't really want to do this. Yeah. It's like a moment of like, play, play, play. Mwah. No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. It was like a, a meme that I saw recently, like about the whole like COVID situation where it was like, oh, I went to go for a run today and I forgot something and had to go back. I forgot that I couldn't run. <laughs> like <laughs> just can't do it just nope. can't do it and uh Wiggum was yeah. always a funny runner I don't know if you ever seen him run no I don't it's like I he did. did he didn't know what to do with like his back legs <laughs> they would always like fly like to the side <laughs> did, isn't there like a friends episode where they like where phoebe runs like with her arms oh like, yeah the place and they show like all yes. different types of runners like with their arms like crazy arms and then yep. there's like the beeliners and then there's like the super tight package like runners like it's yep. like this it's the same with dogs there's ones that look like <laughs> they, they have zero coordination at all gibbon yeah, runs like, like he a wasn't giraffe. using his back legs they were just like kind of there for support and then they would be like boom to the side boom to the side <laughs> like use them you'll go faster yeah gibbon looks like a giraffe it looks like he's on stilts and it's like like back and front and like it's like they barely bend it's like a giraffe run this long Ooh, i want to see legs. that it's pretty funny and um but yeah so all those things change and their bodies change too and uh, yeah another thing about behavior too so even like when we first got becky um when we still had scraps when we i can remember that like the reason why we got becky is we read her profile on the rescue and she seemed like like very similar characteristics to scraps when we first got him and he was just a super kind dog like a total sweetheart very submissive and, and that sort of thing. And that's how she was sort of described. And she was like, so when she first came into our house to, to meet scraps and meet us and just to, to do that part of the application process, um, when scraps walked up to her, she like literally just rolled down to her back was like, I submit, <laughs> sniff whatever you want. I'm all yours. Like, no problem. And then scraps on his back. <laughs> They're both on their backs. <laughs> no, scraps is like sussing her out. He was like, who are you? And you staying what are you, are you doing in my house what's going on and the two of them like got along obviously swimmingly and we had a and becky same thing was the hugest sweetheart and she always has that dobby face like the elf from harry yes. potter where she's like master master please <laughs> and like <laughs> looks like she's an abused animal when she's literally like the most cared for spoiled diva ever and um she's changed as she's gotten older so like it's funny like you sort of like and it was interesting what watching as scraps got older and declined becky taking over as alpha and little oh, yeah. and, and tiny little things like when i would let them outside in the backyard you know for their nighttime pee and stuff like that usually scraps would always be the first one to walk in and as they got older becky was like nope and becky would come in mm -hmm. first and you saw that as <laughs> scraps started to age and wow. sort of decline right and um she was very caring of him too it was very sweet to watch like he would go and lay down and sleep and she would go over and she would like lick his head and lick his eyes and lick inside his ears <laughs> she's a very maternal oh little becky diva. but um but now as becky's getting older um and same thing when we used to take her to the dog park it was like sniff whoever whoever can sniff her 
there was we never had any aggression issues and now when i take her to um the dog park it is like a 50 50 chance she's either gonna give them the elvis presley lip like screw off and no thank you or she, or it's completely totally fine and because she's unpredictable i have her on the e-collar all the time and when when there's like a group of dogs or a young pup that's trying to engage with her and she's not having um she's right at my side and oh. I just say like, oh, she's a bit older. And, and then they, like they know to call their dog back or come and get him and stuff like that. So we avoid that nasty situations like poor Scrabby had to experience. Oh, um, well, Wiggum. Well, you know how Wiggum was never like excited, like didn't get too excited, very mellow. Yeah. I felt like he just became more like that. Yeah. Um, he never showed like a sign of aggression. I felt like he could do anything to him. And he'd just be like, like, he'd just like do a big sigh or sometimes be like, mm. I was going to say, did he do the yeah. hand groans? The, the yeah. Hand groans? <laughs> but like, I have a picture, I think he's about nine and Clara, my niece, who was small at the time, she's like completely lying on top of him. Mm-hmm. Just like wiggum, wiggum, wiggum. <laughs> and yeah, when, he's just like, whatever. Like when he was older? Oh yeah? Yeah. He was like about nine. See, that's surprising because even like Becky now, like same thing, I had a um, a nephew come over and wanted to go and pet the dog. And it's not like he was even being like, you know, how kids can do where they just go directly to the dog and start grabbing and petting and stuff like not yeah. in a gentle manner. Like this, the, my nephew was so good about approaching her but went over and started petting her and when he started like really petting her and you know how you grab the sides of their faces and you're like mm-hmm. oh look my little doggy and stuff like that and giving them nice long pets down the side I could I always watch her like especially around children and and, and other dogs and you could see the the Elvis Presley coming out and I was like okay <laughs> sorry it's you're being so good with the dog but sometimes they're older and they just don't like yeah. to be touched sometimes as much sometimes they so. have pain Sometimes they have pain, and that, you're right. That's what it is. Wiggum was very like lumpy, bumpy at the end. Yeah, they didn't seem to hurt though. Oh, I do. You remember? Did you ever see our friend Mark's beagle, Sadie? No. So she had this massive tumor on her chest, and whenever I'd go over to visit Mark, he would grab it and shake the tumor at me, like it was like this huge, like protruding tumor, and he'd be like, Aww. "Look at it, look at it," and I was like, "Stop shaking the tumor at me." Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, Wiggum had lumpy bumpy. I'm gonna have to post a picture of Wiggum because he had like the very like old man face. Yes, like like white eyebrows, like yes. thick white eyebrows. Yeah, um, like his face was just white. I'm gonna post a picture. But yeah, you post a picture, <laughs> and I'll post my my picture that my my tribute to scraps after he passed away yes like a post on facebook with a little death announcement as people do right like i saw one just the other day of one of our friends on facebook who used to work with us and unfortunately she just had oh yeah put her dog down this week and oh it's 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 sad and and do you want to know what like i can remember a long time ago and and again it's like when I only had scraps like he was our first dog so he was like a beginning of life pup but I can remember working with one of my colleagues and she came in and she was very quiet in the morning and I said hey are you feeling okay and she's like yeah we had to put our dog down I said oh I'm so sorry like not even uh, not being able to relate because I haven't had had to do that yet and she said you know they become these like 
old you think it's an old stupid dog and then it doesn't matter but they're she's like it was it was really upsetting to me and the kids and stuff and I was like no doubt and she's like tearing up and it really like even talking to people now but who've had to put their dogs down they they get really emotional and teary yeah talking about it like it's very they're your family man like they are just like these unconditional like lovers Mm -hmm. (laughs) that like you spend all your time with every day right yeah and you know like when you're gonna get a dog that at some point yeah you're gonna get your little heart broken oh for sure yeah I can remember also at one of my other jobs that one of my colleagues and it was like this big like muscle dude that I worked with and I remember him coming to work and he said oh my dog passed away and I was like oh I'm so sorry and I was shopping that night and in Hallmark it's like a greeting card store they sell these like little figurines and they're like like they're no face and no details like and they have like they're really like beautiful moments like there's like a mother and son one and there's like a new baby one and anyway so there's this one for um someone who's lost a pet and it's like it's it's a boy holding like a little dog like in his arms and it just says like you know for your for your lost like animal or whatever like that that brings you so much love like letting go or something like that so anyway so I picked it up for him and I brought it to him at work and I was like hey I picked you up something and he opened it up and he was like thank you Heidi <laughs> and he, he had to go to the washroom and I made him cry at work I was like I'm so sorry I'm like I didn't like again like uh I, I hadn't had the experience yet so like I didn't I felt bad for making him cry at work but at the same time it was uh you know, I feel like I'm nice gonna gesture. need to have a cry after this episode. Oh, it's it's very sad. Like, oh my god, I'll never. Yeah. So so I again like you, you notice change in behaviors. I can remember waking up in the morning and there was a huge pee right in the middle of our kitchen. We knew Scraps was slowing down. He could barely like stand up. When they really start to stop drinking and eating, you yeah, know that's a big you know sign. Approaching the end. Don't get mad at them, people. You know, it's usually like a health issue or something wrong. Um, but yeah, so we we made the decision when li- literally he, he couldn't even get up to go and, and drink or eat anymore. And uh, so we I took a day off work and people came to say goodbye to Scraps. And that was very emotional and heartbreaking. I have a picture of my dad laying on the floor next to him saying goodbye super upset. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Are we going to cry? <laughs> cry we live? Might, we might cry live. Live right now. Baron Heidi crying it out on the show. Grab some Kleenex, people. <laughs> it is. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. But um, yeah, for me, it, like I came home from work and Wiggum, like there was just urine everywhere. Yeah. Just everywhere. Yep. And I could see it on the floor and then I remember just like I didn't take off my shoes or anything. Wigan was lying on his bed and just kind of like looking at me. Yeah. So I just like went up to him to just say like what like hey, hi buddy. like like what's wrong? <laughs> and by the time I got there my shoes were like sticky. Oh. So I knew it was maybe like diabetes cuz you know when the like urine sh- is sticky. Yeah. So anyways, it all happened like over one long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also, um, he also like didn't want to get up. So when he did get up, I would just like picking, like I had to bring him down, like picking, picking, pick him up off the ground. And he was like 75 pounds. 
and bring him outside. And I remember it was like 3 a.m. Like I just staying up all night with him, just sitting like on the kitchen floor. He got up, I picked him up, got outside. And I was I was living in an apartment building Mm -hmm. where I needed like my keys to get in or my cell phone. No, I had my cell phone, but the that didn't work for some reason. It was broken. So I locked locked myself. I got I locked myself out of my building with my sick dog outside. Oh it was July first. So Canada Day. Um and I ended up kicking the like breaking the door, kicking it in. Yeah. To get in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, I am not staying outside. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. And then like carry him back upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So like everybody has different experiences. Like, you know, sometimes like I can remember this as like a truly horrendously like depressing story ever. But one of um, my cousins um, was going through something and her mom um, bought her a puppy to try to like cheer her up and all this kind of thing. And they opened the door and and the puppy ran out onto the street and got hit by a car. Oh, (laughs) I'm not laughing, like, because I'm a psycho. It's just, like, how depressing is that? Like, yeah. You know? Like, you're t- here, the whole purpose it's of horrible. this little furry beast was to, you know, change yeah. someone's life for the better. And it ended up being, like, a horrendous, like, unfortunate accident. Wow. So sometimes, you know, the end is coming. Uh, one of our neighbors in my old neighborhood, um, they had two dogs. The dogs were, like, middle-aged, healthy, totally fine. I remember seeing him coming running down the street and I was like, what the heck? Like, because, like, normally he does not run. And he was taking his dog for a walk. And the dog literally just passed out and dropped on front of him, like, dropped dead. And when they took him to the vet, it ended up being, like, a massively huge, like, stomach cancer that they just had wow. completely, just like, like no idea about. Just like that. So it happens with our animals, right? It's kind of like humans. When it's your time, it's your time. Sometimes it's a health issue. Sometimes it's an accident. They can mm-hmm. go very unexpectedly. They can go. It's it's nice when you ha- when you know the end is coming, but it's still hard to make that decision. When do you take them in? Yeah, and- it is hard. And I some people hang on for too long, and they're not ready to let go. Yeah, and, and that's where it's important to recognize what pain looks like for dogs you know yeah it's licking incessive licking it's panting it's the inability to move really anymore mm-hmm. and again like the complete and total like loss of appetite and even the drinking of water like and that's when you know they're really like really in pain like dogs are pretty stoic and like even if they're in pain like most of the time you don't know it yeah if they're like in a little bit of pain and some of them like there's all different ty- types of behaviors too some of them will like go and lay in places where they don't normally yeah like, you hear about that where they go and yeah. hide, kind of almost it's like mm-hmm. don't look at me like it, it's almost like they know it's going to be hard on you <laughs> like yeah yeah or they wait they wait to be alone too like I thought scraps was totally gonna just go when we all went to work for the day right like but he hung on. But that happened with um, my husband's uh, family pet growing up. So, like, when we were first dating, they had a little um, border collie named Bowie. And, uh, yeah, Bowie was super cute. It was a she. And Matt 
and I were working at a camp, like, um, outside of the city, like several hours outside of the city. And Matt's mom had been away, like on a trip vacationing somewhere too. And Matt's brother was at home and looking after Bowie. And she was sort of displaying all those signs of like end of life sort of stuff. And Chris Mm -hmm. was, was texting with like Matt and his mom, like she's doing this, she's doing that. Like, I don't know, maybe it's not quite time because she could still get up and she could still drink and stuff like that. And he came home and she was like right at the front door, Matt like curled up and it passed away yeah so I think that was one of those instances where you know it was like okay none of the humans are here I'm just gonna go off peacefully into the doggy heaven over the rainbow bridge yes to doggy heaven with all the squirrels and treats and the peanut butter the peanut butter (laughs) Wiggum's eating many many socks right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that don't give him like any gi like <laughs> scraps is killing many giant squirrels. tube socks <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, the doggies yeah so um do you have anything to remember scraps by um yes so we so th- that's another thing that i was gonna say so there's there's different um options for you when if you're making the decision so it's the end of life if it doesn't happen suddenly obviously or you're not at the vet making a decision like during a surgery or during a major health crisis like issue if you're if it's this end of life sort of thing and you're like okay i'm ready to take them in i've heard of many different services so you can literally just call and book the appointment and go to the vet and i i've heard about different people's experience in that way and usually vets have like a separate room with a couch they Mm -hmm. ask you to bring a blanket for your dog or whatever that you don't mind parting with because usually they void like once they've passed and they give you a moment they they came in like like we went we asked our our kids if they wanted to come or not because I thought I would give them the option like they were sort of on that borderline of maybe being a bit too young but at the same time I didn't want to not let them come and have them yeah. be sad that they weren't there. So we just said, look, this is what's going to happen. Do you want to be there with them? And they all said, yes. So the four of us went into this room. We brought Scrappy's favorite blanket that was like his. And the vet came in and explained us what's going to happen. So she's like, first, I'm going to put an IV. First, we give him this medication that sends him off to sleep. And then we give him this and, and he will stop breathing and then we'll give you a moment and then they they take the body and then they give you options so like you can do a cremation where it's like mm-hmm. literally they throw many uh deceased animals into a cremator so you get like a little bit of everybody's dog oh <laughs> i didn't know that yeah or you can pay extra for a just cremate my dog so you have only your dog's ashes well, I feel you, like that would be what I would want. Yeah, <laughs> if I was going to do that, I I think people didn't even know for the longest time that that's the yeah, way I they didn't did know it, that that it was like multi yeah for sure it's like the cheaper option. But like, really, do you want like you know like Molly, Fluffy, Spot, and like <laughs> <laughs> a, a bunch of and friends. Scrappy like, but um. Uh, and then they, they have different things. You can purchase little urns to keep the ashes in. Mm-hmm. You can buy, I'm not even kidding you, jewelry that you keep it in so that you carry your a piece of your dog around with you all the time. I wasn't interested in any of these things at the dog park that we took scraps to all the time. There's a portion of a fence and it's like literally the first time I went to this dog park, I was like ugly crying in the middle of the park because there's this fence where people put the tags of their dogs who have passed away and there's a nice little poem that somebody put up of like 
you know, when I die, Aww. like, please don't cry, blah, blah, blah. It's like this beautiful poem about like a dog passing away. And, uh, and, and then it's like, everybody was like, oh, like, I'll miss you, buddy, like scraps from like this year to this year and, and that kind of thing. So we made a plan as a family that we would go and hang his uh, tags on the fence. And there's lots Aww. of other, like I've seen on Pinterest. I think they like, do like paw prints. Yes. So here we went through this devastating, we lost scraps. I didn't want an urn. I didn't want ashes. I didn't want to wear mm-hmm. him as jewelry. <laughs> I didn't want any of that. I find, I find it very, very costly. And like, I'm just not interested in hanging on to those types of things. So we planned, like I said, to do that thing with the tag. So anyway, so weeks went by and, um, you know, we were recovering from our grief. And then this one night, my husband and I were having a date night. And um, the kids were with their grandmother. So Matt and I went out for this nice dinner and everything. And we came home on our way home, like our mailbox is away from our house. So I said, oh, let's check the mail on the way home. So we go to the, <laughs> we go to the mailbox and we open it up. And there was a card from the vet saying, so sorry for your loss. And they made a paw print on a little white, like, like um, canvas of, of Scraps' paw print. And we were like, oh, God, it's just so, so sad. And we're both like falling like at the mailbox. So we do have, we have a little canvas like, and it's on our fridge and it's of Scrappy's paw print. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any of that either. Yeah. I did keep like Wiggum's collar and his tags. Yes. And I have it hanging in the house. Yeah. And his stinky collar. His stinky collar. And we have Scraps' collar too. And I've seen on Pinterest that people will put it around a flower pot or like they'll put it like you know in a shadow box frame or there's different things that you can do where it's not like you know I find I don't know I it's like tacky not tacky but like for me like I I get it but for me I don't know I don't know. I, to me, it's morbid to keep like an urn of your dog's like ashes like on the, on the fire mantle. Yeah. I don't get the whole ashes thing. Like I don't, even with humans, like I, I don't want somebody's remains like in my house. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. like, it's not like a superstitious thing, but anyways, not for me, but I've met several people who have, who have mm-hmm. done that. And again, it's all personal choice, right? And there's multiple options like available. Scraps also loved the cottage, so we debated putting his collar hanging his collar around oh, yeah. the trees at the cottage as well. So we still have his collar, and I'm not really sure what to do with it, but we got the paw print on the fridge, and eventually we'll do something with Scrappy's collar. Yeah. Ooh, I like the flower pot idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of different things you can do. Yes. Um. Oh, yeah. So some of the... So I talked about going to the vet and them having a room and stuff like that. There are services where a vet comes to you yes and so that you do, do it like in the house comfort calls. of your own home yeah friends of michelle who had a dog and they would go to their cottage all the time they had the vet come to their cottage so he was like in his like happiest of a, like all places mm-hmm. and it was just like again very they do a very good job of it they know yeah how sensitive it is and yeah they do sad you know Mm. you know mm-hmm. yeah it is definitely the downside to animal ownership but there's so much good that comes oh with God, it it yeah. makes it worth it oh big time and I can remember like after Scrappy passed away like a few weeks later 
my dad said, uh, you better not get another dog. And I said, oh, I'm 100% getting another dog. <laughs> said, make no mistake about it. I will be getting another dog. He's like, no, don't do it. And I was like, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> I feel like my parents were the same. <laughs> yes. You don't need that. Yes. Yes, I do. Guess what I'm doing. I'm getting another dog soon. <laughs> oh, speaking of, mm-hmm. I got some news yes. from the vet. Not from the vet, <laughs> from the breeder. <laughs> yes. Puppies are bred. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably get a puppy mid-February or end of February. Nah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so I can't excited. wait. I can't wait either. And so this would be actually a perfect segue into our movie. A dog's interview. purpose. A dog's purpose. <laughs> So again, I'll just throw out that spoiler alert um, because we'll talk in depth about the movie. Um, As sad as the movie is, I think it was very beautifully done. Yeah. I like the ending. Yeah. It's a happy ending. So the premise of this movie is that there is a dog that's born and he's wondering what his purpose in life is. And he's born into this litter with his mom and he describes it and you see a puppy moving around and it's all done from the perspective of the dog. But you see like all the human stuff that's going on too. So, you know, he's picked up for this young boy of this family and him and his boy are like best friends and this sort of thing and they get together and then it shows the dog age with the boy and go through the whole lifespan of a dog essentially with this family. And then the dog gets old and he passes away. And now this dog reincarnates into another dog. So he starts again off as a puppy. And then it shows a completely different type of dog ownership. So the next one is that he's born a police dog. and he's Police dog, yes. Yeah. And he's doing training with his officer and getting ready for all the stuff that police dogs do. And it shows the bond that sort of forms between them. Yeah, and the officer who's also lost his wife. Yes. Right? So he, you can see that he's very sad. He's very lonely. Mm-hmm. The, the dog's trying to make him feel better. They, he's, like, resistant to, to the dog at first and then eventually, like, warms up to him and bonds with him. Puts him on the bed. <laughs> and, and, and there's then, a very tragic ending and then to that life the dog gets shot on the job and it's like so depressing so that shows after you know, saving a little girl's life yep mm-hmm. yep super depressing so then the dog gets reincarnated again like so and then he's a puppy again and i forget what the, the next one is, is it like, a corgi oh yes he's a corgi yes. and he gets i guess adopted by um, this girl, I guess she's college, in school. Yeah, college, college student. student. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking for company, super lonely again. Super lonely, and she feeds him a lot of like junk food. <laughs> like they he goes to a vet pizza t- together and pizza, they eat ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> <laughs> and the vet told her that she needs to uh, put him on a diet, and then she she meets somebody who also has a dog. Yeah. And then uh, they get married and the dogs become friends. Um, I think he falls in love like, yes. with the dog also. <laughs> with the other dog. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty funny. Pretty cute. And then that dog gets put down. 
Like he he well, makes both it dogs. To the end of his life. Yeah. Yeah. One one leaves and then it shows how lonely he is and how he's sleeping all the time and and same thing. And what was nice about that one is that it shows how sometimes you get a dog and your lifestyle changes, right? So they, this mm-hmm. dog was like the center of this girl's world and then she meets a dude and then they start having a family together with kids and the kids yes. play with them and it's all fun and everything like that, but it's an adjustment, right? And, um, and then he grows old and his starts to slow down doggy companion gets taken away because she's older and gets put down and then he's lonely and then he sleeps and again, end of life care. So, and then he gets reincarnated again, again, as a new dog. And this time, this one is like a super unfortunate one, um, sort of like a super low income, like very sketchy Couple. couple. Yeah. She she's at the grocery store and somebody has a box of puppies and she oh, yes. and takes it home and then the the, the boyfriend wasn't happy and it's an abusive relationship and he won't let the dog in the house so it, this dog literally stays chained up in the yard and that's it every that's like, it lives like yeah every day after day chained up in a yard and mm-hmm. so it it shows like uh, it. It's it's very sad and it's depressing to watch and especially like it's all dog people watching this show right like and so you're just like oh it's so like heart wrenching because they're just such like these vulnerable little animals and it just shows like how they're affected it's very they're dependent on yes, they're dependent whoever on adopts them or gets them and yeah and um, kind of determines what kind of life they're gonna have and they have no say yeah like ever. No, no, no control. Everything mm-hmm. is all up to the human. And so anyway, so then that dog ends up um, the the troublesome like boyfriend or whatever ends up saying, that's it. Like I'm getting rid of this dog. And he literally throws the dog in the back of the truck and drives out into the middle of nowhere and lets him go. And then this is still the same dog because he keeps getting reincarnated. Right. So he ends up smelling his way back to the very first family that he was with and the and the little boy that was his best friend is now this like old guy that took over the, his family farm and he shows up at his doorstep like as a stray kind of and he finds his like owner again Aww. and there's this like little magical moment where it's like they used to do this little trick together like when they were young and like this dog is like trying to get him to recognize like it's me it's like, like look look it's me yeah, first I like it's me and then like he's like what the heck and like the owner finally realizes it and he's like holy crap that's like my first dog and it's that's like a little bit of like the suspend your disbelief like everybody like that, that's like mm-hmm. a little bit of a <laughs> disney moment or marketing moment or whatever but um but it's a beautiful movie it is yeah oh and it's um it's very interesting because when you think about the different types of dog ownership and what they go through it's like and and the whole purpose what he ends up saying is his purpose in life is to live in the moment and enjoy each moment good moment that comes your way and have fun and be lighthearted and play and you know like all that sort of stuff so it's like a beautiful beautiful message that comes along with the movie mm-hmm. but I can you know you you think back to like the different uh types of dog ownership that you've been witness to and like I've seen dogs tied up in yards for like endless amounts of time. I've seen Yeah. It's so sad. I just want to go in and take them yeah. away. Can we? Can we, <laughs> yep. Heidi? Yep. Yes, we can. Let's yes, just go drive. Let's go for a little drive. Yep. 
if I win the lottery, I will definitely be running a dog rescue of some kind. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Together? Yeah. 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 Let's boop snoots. <laughs> Let's boop snoots. Dog snoot. rescue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I can even remember at one of the first apartments that my husband and I lived in there, I can remember the odd time running into this and these were tiny apartments. They were tiny apartments. And there was somebody that had this like gargantuan St. Bernard. And I thought like, I thought like (laughs) poor dude, like apartment living really at that size. Like, yeah. you know, who else was in the apartment? Was it just this, like the two of them? Cause that was probably maybe enough space for them. But like, yeah, I remember thinking like, Oh would, my God. I would not choose St. Bernard for apartment life. <laughs> Although like you think about it and great Danes are very good apartment dogs, greyhounds. Yeah. It's true. They're not like super active, like big doesn't yeah. necessarily mean like active, but, um, yeah, I can remember that dog. Really yeah, well. it just seems like like the dog itself takes a lot of space. Yeah, you have to – oh, yeah, I'll say one other thing too. You have to, like, be careful not to, like, judge people either because when, like, we first moved into the home that we're in now, we live, like, in a family home, like, individual. We're not attached to anybody or anything like that, but our neighbors are, like – we have neighbors all around us. We have back backyard neighbors, like, our backyard faces their backyard, and – um we have our neighbors next to us. And anyway, so when we first moved in, like our, our kids sometimes on the weekend would wake up and open the door and let the dogs out and then go upstairs to play a video game or watch TV or something like that and forget that they left the dogs out. And then they would bark to get back in and we would go and let them in. So this one, I think it was a Monday, we came home from work and there was a note in our mailbox and it was like, um, stop being so abusive to your dogs and leaving them out for like long periods of time and like we hear them barking and like be responsible of to your dogs and and your neighbors and if this continues we're going to be calling the SP- SPCA on on you and I was just like what the heck is going on because they were not wow for hours because I would no. hear them bark and I would be like hey guys let let the dogs in so it's not like they're out there barking for because yeah that that happens sometimes right and um I was just like what the (laughs) heck is going on there I I guess they were super sensitive to the noise or whatever and but I'm conscious of that because I don't want yappy dogs that are driving my no you know and that's even one of the things that goes on profiles when you're rescuing it will say like he's a bit of a barker so if you're in like an attached residence or an apartment yeah. you may not want to might not be the best idea yeah yeah totes my goats oh i've never had to deal with like yappy neighbors yappy dog neighbors um, I never did either, I don't think. But however, like I do a lot of dog sitting for friends and family and stuff like that. And again, I don't think that 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 counts or is an accurate, um, you know, snapshot of what the dog's behavior is actually like, because you're staying in a strange place and you're not comfortable and stuff like that. And um, my mother in law's dog, the last time we were minding her was, would bark at every creak, wind blow, noise somebody turning over in their bed and like <laughs> I was <going> nuts <laughs> overnight because like any sound and she was like 
Oh no. And again, cause she's just, she's just not used to it. Right. But like, yeah, I was very tired going to work like the next day. <laughs> I was just like, I oh bet. my God. And, and I'm sure she would have gotten better. Like the longer she stayed with us, she was only with us for like three days. And, um, I told my husband not to say anything, but of course he said something to my mother-in-law and then she was just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, so Yappers. anything else to say on the No, but I wanted to show. say something that's a little bit off topic. Okay. I'm reading this book. I'm holding it up like I like you guys can actually see it. <laughs> you can't. It's Have called a look, the... everybody. <laughs> see this? That's mm-hmm. what the cover looks like. <laughs> it's called The Other End of the Leash. I haven't read all of it. I'm only at like chapter four. So far, a great read especially after we did the dog body language episode, because it talks about human body language and how that can affect your dog's behavior. Um, And not just like movements. They talk about like the shape of your mouth, because when you round your mouth, like when you're like talking to a baby, that's kind of a sign, like an offensive sign to a dog, because that's what they do when they're about to like attack, like when they bark and they're like the corners of their mouth are forward, that means they're being like offensive. But if their mouth, like the corners of their mouth is back, that that's more like of a defensive bark or they're kind of like comfortable. And that's probably why a lot of trainers say don't baby talk your dog too. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. And just the way that you're um, like repeating commands. Yes. Yes. So that's like a rule that I think every training book, every trainer will say, like, you say the command once and that's it. You don't repeat it. But he talks about like he uh, she actually Patricia McConnell. She did a study with like horse trainers, dog trainers around the world. And when they want their animals to run faster, like their horse, they say something repetitively like quickly so if you don't want to get your dog excited like if your dog is running away and you're like spot spot (laughs) spot spot that's just like giving him like more fuel like he's just gonna run faster yeah Yeah. so things like that so it's very interesting like you're not aware like of all the things that you're you're doing doing, that might affecting your dog a good example of that is every single time my mother comes over to my house we have a bag of treats right at the front door by their leashes and everything like that. And she comes in and the dogs come to see her. And again, she has warranted this response. So they come running because they know they're going to get a treat no matter what they do. And But they always come running over to her. And my mom goes, sit, 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 sit. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they're like super revved up and excited and trying to jump or whatever. And then she just gives them the treat because she realizes they're not going to sit. And I'm like, mom... <laughs> Again, I've tried, <laughs> tried telling her, but, um, and people don't realize that you're right. A lot of people don't realize that because they, we think that they have these incredibly small brains with like zero attention span, but the intention span of a dog is much longer than you think it is. Yeah. They talk about like how primates like live differently, like their behaviors are different than a dog. Even like, you know, when I said, I think it was on a previous episode, like, When you're walking down the street, people think that like they're doing you a favor by coming up to you and telling you how your dog is beautiful and touching them and just like getting them excited. But you think about it. That's how we greet each other. 
mm-hmm. like, hey, Heidi, and then, yeah. you know, like yeah. hug. And so, yeah, that's just how we we greet each other as humans. Yeah. So anyways, I, I really am really enjoying this book. Lots of good stuff. We'll have to I'm not even episode. like halfway through. Yeah. I got a Matt bought me a, a book recently because he was getting books for himself and he's like, oh, I thought I'd buy you a dog book and I forgot. I haven't looked at it yet because I haven't had time, but we'll have to do a doggy book episode because yes. I also have a Caesar Milan book that I wanted to look at too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm, that would be good. I like the name of that book. What's yeah. The Other again? End of the Leash. The Other End of the Leash. Yeah. People don't think about that. No. They don't think about their responsibility on the other end of the leash. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They really Just should. keep listening oh and you'll learn. Yeah. Boop snoots. Tell you all about Boop it. Boop snoot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that a wrap for today? I think that's a wrap. Hopefully we didn't make anybody cry. If we did, grab a tissue and listen to another more cheery episode. Yes. More cheery things to come on Let's mm-hmm. Boop Snoots. Let's Boop Snoots next week. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye.